to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. everybody welcome aboard hey we're back i hope you enjoyed the broadcast we did this morning and as i mentioned we've uh, relaunched our evening programs at 8 p.m eastern monday through friday so give me a little bit of time and we'll be ramped up full blast and i'm excited to be here tonight with evangelist eric hotard brother er welcome back how are you doing my friend Thank you, Brother Shannon. I'm doing great. I've been feeling the Lord all day long. I'm excited for the program tonight. Me too, my friend. And uh, Brother ER is going to bring a message, and afterwards, we'll open up the phone lines. If anybody out there needs deliverance or prayer, you can call in. I'll be announcing the number again later, but it's area code 515-602-9734. 515-602-9734. I'll put it in the chat room. It's also there on my website. And Brother ER, if anybody contacts you and wants to know how they can tune in, uh, just send them over to OmegaManRadio.com. Once they're there, there's a couple ways you can tune in. You can listen from the website. There's also a link to MixLR. We've got an app for MixLR as well. You can listen by phone if you don't have uh, minutes on your phone or an internet connection. Uh, Many ways you can do it. We've also got an IceCast player right there on the website. So, simplest way to get people to tune in, just send them to OmegaManRadio.com. Well, We'll get started. Brother E.R., you want to open us in prayer? Yes, sir. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity tonight to speak your word, Lord. We ask you to reach out and touch each and every one, Lord, not only the ones that's listening live tonight, but the ones that will listen in the future, Lord. Your word don't go forth void, Lord, and we're excited to be able to speak your word tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I say amen to that. My friend, the microphone is yours. Take all the time you like. Amen. I want to talk about uh, first scripture is Numbers thirty three fifty five, and this scripture really, as we're as I'm getting deeper and deeper into deliverance, this one really, if it really shook me, I guess if you want to say it that way, it says, "But if ye will not drive out inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass." That those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eye and thorns in your side and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. Moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. I'm going to tell you deliverance is necessary. It is completely necessary. The Bible is telling you here that we need to drive out the inhabitants of the land. We have uh, demons that's not only uh, inhabiting people. They're inhabiting churches 
and they're out to destroy. They're with anxiety, depression, worklessness, fear. And here's one that got me today with slothfulness. We have a lot of people that's going through slothfulness where you have no energy. You just have no will to do anything. And that is a spirit. That spirit of slothfulness will get you to the, to get to, to the point where you have depression and anxiety. And they, I felt that spirit earlier today. I had to go lay down for about an hour. And I, there is somebody that if they're not on here live tonight, they will be on here eventually that will hear this. That slothfulness is where you have a hard time getting to do anything. You, it, everything's a job. Every, it's just to go anywhere is, is a struggle for you because you have no energy. You just don't feel well. And the doctors can't figure it out. That is a spirit of slothfulness. And that one has got me uh, today, Brother Shannon. We're going to start in Ezekiel, the 8th chapter. And we're going to read a lot tonight because I believe this is very important for deliverance. So you understand deliverance. A lot of people don't get deliverance because they don't even understand deliverance. It says in the 8th chapter, And it came to pass in the 6th year, in the 6th month, in the 5th day of the month, as I sat in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell upon me. Then I held, and lo, a likeness of appearance of fire, from the appearance of his loins, even downward fire, and from his loins, even upwards, as the appearance of brightness, as the color of amber, and I want you to hear this tonight. And he put forth the form of a hand and took me by the locks of mine head. Here it is. The angel came to Ezekiel and he literally grabbed him by the hair and pulled him. I'm going to tell you, some has been sitting down for too long. They need to be pulled by the hair, by the, by the spirit of the Lord, because the Lord is ready for you to do something. Sometimes we've gotten into that slothful spirit. That we've just been sitting around and we know that we have a job to do for the Lord, but we haven't been doing it. And the Lord literally needs to come and pick us up by the head sometimes to bring us because he's got something to show us. The Lord is moving. I feel the spirit of the Lord really moving here lately. And I feel like there's something big that's about to happen. We're starting to see things and see uh, see miracles and signs and wonders and all these things for a long time that we prayed for and we've been asking God for, we fasted for, we prayed for, we're starting to see. But this is only the beginning of what we're going to see. And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and brought me in the vision of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate. And I want you to hear this. This is the inner gate of the city here. They looked toward the north. There was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoketh to jealousy. I'm going to tell you, there's no, no room for jealousy in the house of the Lord. No jealousy between uh, ministers. We, do, we don't need to be jealous. We're brothers. We need to stand together. So much division in the church today. There's so much jealousy in the church today. And behold, the glory of God of Israel was there. According to the vision that I saw in the plain. Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes. Now the way towards the north. So I lifted up mine eyes in, in the way uh, uh, toward the north. And behold, northward at the gate 
of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. He said, furthermore, uh, unto me, son of man, seeth that... Uh, Seeth thou uh, what they uh, they would do, even the great abominations that the house of Israel committeth here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary with a question mark. But turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. And he brought me to the door of the court. This is basically the temple, the outer court here. There's an outer court, an inner uh, inner court in the Holy of Holies. And it's going to go through each one of these uh, throughout the rest of this chapter. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. So here he is. Uh, he's outside of the temple. I want to go revert back to 1 Corinthians six nineteen. It says what? Know ye not that the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have have of God, and ye are not your own. So here he's talking about the temple. Now, I want you to realize when he's tell, talking about the temple, that's where God dwells. This is the same thing as what they're talking about here in the Old Testament. This is a literal t- uh, temple he's seeing in this vision. But I want you to refer it in the spirit. The Bible says walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. So we're going to look at it in the spiritual realm of we are, we are the temple of God. So there is a, behold, a hole in the wall. There, uh, there said he unto me, son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I, and when I uh, digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So he went in and saw, and behold, every form creeping thing, an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. I want you to get this image tonight. As he's walking in uh, through this door, there's, uh, there's idols uh, that's hanging all over the door. And there's all kinds of forms and creeping things and of abominable beasts. This is the devil. This is idolatry. Uh, this is the devil. And this is, uh, this is uh, well, Satan worship is what it is. All these idols that worship all these false gods. But I want you to get something. There was a hole in the wall. So the Lord had to reveal to him that there was uh, these devils was hiding. They was not in plain sight. They was hiding. And they had to be shown by the Lord that they was behind this door. Sometimes the devil likes to put up a facade that there's nothing wrong. But there is. There, we've opened up doors and we allowed Satan into our lives in areas of our lives. And when we, when we do that, there, we put up a nice facade to make look, looks like everything's okay. And that's why we have so many in the church in the house of God today. And I'm preaching to Christians. Yes, there's a lot of sin in the world. And there, we have, a, have to have a, a heart for the lost. But I'm talking about the church right now. There's the church we're hiding and there's a facade. There's areas of our lives we have, we're not letting nobody in or we're not even letting God into and the devil is running those areas of our lives. That's why we have uh, more than 50% 
of American pastors that is addicted to pornography because they have areas of their lives that the devil has come in. And when the devil's come in, he has taken over and he's trying to destroy. There's areas of your life of anger and and bitterness that and you've let the devil just run in your life and you just say, well, that's how I am and that's how my family is and that's how we are as a family. I just runs in the family. No, that's a generational curse that needs to be broken. Let's go back to 11. And there stood before them 70 men of an ancient ancients of the house of Israel. And in the midst of them stood Jehazaniah and the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand. The censer is a, is a vessel that held incense, and they walked around the temple with this incense. And it says, and a, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? So, look, here it is. What they are doing in the dark. There's a lot of things that we're doing in the dark that we don't want to come to the, come to light. We hide it. We think we're hiding it from our pastor. We think we're hiding it from our Christian brothers and sisters. We think we're hiding it from our spouse. But we're not hiding it from God. Every man in the chamber of his imagery, for they, uh, they say, the Lord seeth us not. Yes, he does. The Lord does see you. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. He said unto me, to me, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. Then brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was towards the north. And behold, there sat a, weep, a, a woman weeping for Tammuz. It basically is the god of uh, fertility, and it's Baal worship. Then said he unto me, hast thou seen this? O son of, son of man, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. Here's the inner court. He's Now he's going into the next level. He's going into the inner court of the temple. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, there was about five and twenty men. And... Uh, their uh, backs towards the temple. I'm sorry, he's talking about the inner courts here. Back towards the, the temple of the Lord, and they face towards the east, and they worship the sun uh, towards the east. Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? It is the light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abominations which they commit here. For they have filled the land with violence. And have returned to provoke me. I want to tell you tonight that you know why the devil wants to infiltrate your life so much? Because he is trying to provoke God. That's what the devils are doing. They're trying to run your life, take over your life, take over areas of your life. And they are, and whenever you do the things that the devil's putting in your mind to do, that's not of God. It is uh, provoking God. It says, provoke me to anger, and lo, they put the branch to their nose. It is a spite towards God. We have so many people that I'm going to tell you, we've got so many people in the house of God that's dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, dealing with worthlessness. So many people that come up for prayer, uh, that come I pray for, that they're dealing with fear. They're fearful 
of everything. They have so much fear in their life. There's so much fear that their fear of the next thing. Will I be able to pay this bill? Will I be able to do this? Where there is fear, there is no faith. When there is faith, there is no fear. So fear is the opposite of faith. And it and it can get into the point where that fear will, it's almost like it'll cover you like a coat. That fear will get all over you and you'll be scared of everything. That is a satanic and the, and the Lord can deliver you from that. There's also people that looks good whenever they go in the church. They look good on the outside, but they're full of anger. They go home and they're yelling at their wife or, or the woman yelling at her husband. And they're all full of anger. They go to church, been going to church for years, but they're full of anger. And everything that goes on in the church, they get frustrated. And then they go against everything at the church. You know why? Because that's a spirit of anger. It's a spirit of division. Anger, anger in a in a in a church, people, it goes into division, and then all of a sudden, we go into unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is the big one, brother Shannon, because that unforgiveness will give us uh, give the devil legal right to to inhabit us. It gives the uh, the devil legal right. Unforgiveness. I want to. Uh, this is something that I learned recently. Unforgiveness is classified in medical books as a disease, according to Dr. Stephen Stanford, chief surgeon at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. He says, um, "Refusing to forgive makes people sick, and keeps them that way." Forgiveness therapy is now being used to treat diseases. You know why it's being treated uh, diseases in the medical community? Because the Bible been knowing this a long time ago. Whenever you hold unforgiveness, you're opening up the door for sickness and disease to come on your body through demonic forces. And as long as we're holding unforgiveness in our heart, the Bible says if we don't forgive, then the, uh, the Lord won't forgive us of our sins. That's a very, very, very uh, hard a statement to, to hear. You could do all the things right, but if we have unforgiveness in our heart, the Lord won't forgive us of our own sins. But if we do forgive, the Lord will forgive us. He is just to forgive us of our sins. We are in a time that people need deliverance. Deliverance, this is a deliverance is one of those things that for too long it hasn't been talked about enough. And we've talked about this, Brother Shannon, but deliverance needs to be talked about more. Is the forgotten, uh, forgotten ministry of Jesus Christ everywhere he went, he, he healed the sick and he cast out devils. When he went into the town, uh, one of his first things he did was go into the house of God and he, and he turned over the tables. And the reason he done it was because he was going to clean out the temple. First thing we need to do, we need to clean out our own temple. Clean out everything that's in us. All the anger and the frustration and unforgiveness and all of these things that we have in our own life. It's time that we get rid of all of it and give it over all to the Lord. The Lord wants us to give everything to, to Him, all of our life, all everything that we have, and give it unto Him. And when, when He shines His light, Jesus is the light of the world. When He shines His light in the darkest areas of our heart, the darkest areas of our, of our being, of places that we've been hiding, keeping hid for a long time, the light will destroy darkness. It's as easy as that. 
Light destroys darkness. Darkness can't stay where light is. Darkness can't stay where Jesus is. For Jesus is the Savior. It's all in Jesus. All in Jesus. Here it is in forgiveness therapy. And now, when we do forgiveness therapy is is in the medical field, but we need to forgive. We can call it forgiveness therapy if you want. That's fine with me. But we need to have forgiveness for everyone. But you know what forgiveness does? It lightens our load. Sometimes it don't do nothing for the person that hurt us. It doesn't say that the person was right for doing what they did. What it does say is that we we are good with the Lord. We are we're saying, Lord, I I forgive them, so you can forgive me. And there's nothing between us and the Lord. Demon, demons don't leave unless the legal right is taken away. That is when we forgive somebody, we're taking the devil's legal right and he has to go. That sickness has to go. No matter what, that sickness, the legal right is no longer there, no longer valid. What it, The reason it was there, that sickness was there, that demon that was uh, hard, uh, that was frustrating you, that, was, uh, that had that area of your life, it has to go. Because if we hold unforgiveness, unforgiveness will invite resentment, then bitterness... It'll even go to deep hurt and self-pity. See, it's a sliding scale. The devil loves to start small and work up to bigger things in your life. He'll start with something that's small. He'll start with anxiety. It'll move into depression. Depression will move into suicidal thoughts. It, all of a sudden, that you, nobody else matters over here. It just Family don't matter. It's just all of a sudden... I, the devil will lie to you. For one, it just starts with some anxiety. You're just fearful and anxiety all over you. Then all of a sudden, you'll go into this depression where you just start shutting people out. Then the devil will lie to you and say that you are not worth anything. The devil will lie to you and say that you're better off dead than alive. I've dealt with so uh, many suicidal spirits. The devil will lie and say you're not worth anything. But let me remind you tonight that you are worth something. You were made in the image of God. We are made in the image of God, and God made us for a purpose. You have a purpose. Even though you may not know your purpose, you have a purpose. And God can deliver you from that, that, that evil spirit that's speaking to you. These spirits are that come and they, if you hear things that's unbelievable in your mind, you're like, where did that thought come from? That That's an evil, despicable thought. Why is my mind going there? That's a that's a, most likely a demon that's speaking to you and putting thoughts in your mind. And then you can get deliverance. Here at our church that we had uh, this past Sunday, wonderful brother that's seen a lot of deliverance. They're looking at seeking God for more. And I don't think he'll mind me telling his testimony. But at night, the devil's coming to him in dreams. And he didn't describe them and I didn't ask. But he's saying the devil's coming to him in dreams and tormenting him. I said, brother, we're going to get rid of that tonight. We prayed the prayer of faith and I rebuked that devil. I know what it is. It's a devil coming to attack him to cause to cause all these things in his mind and to cause frustration. 
I was listening to another program that you had. It was uh, it was another lady that had a I forgot what the spirit. You could probably remind me, brother Shannon, but it, it was a it was a tormenting spirit. That's what it was. Tormenting spirit loves to attack Christians to torment them. This was a tormenting spirit. We rebuked the spirit. And he's given me a praise report that he hasn't had any more uh, dreams, any more bad dreams, any more uh, torment from the devil ever since. The Lord has given him peace. We have got, the Lord has given us power over all demons, over all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. We need to know where our power is. Our power is in Jesus Christ through the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be. And we may be able to talk about the Holy Ghost another night. But you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 19, the men went up to, to Paul and said, uh, We had never heard of such a Holy Ghost. He, because he asked, Have you received since you believed? And they said, We didn't even know about this Holy Ghost. And they was filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with other tongues. And the Holy Ghost will, uh, everything, all the gifts of the Spirit work through the Holy Ghost. And the, tonight, if if you are that person, that with that slothful spirit that I felt earlier, make a phone call. Or even after, we'll, we'll give out a... a all of the, the ways to talk to Brother Shannon. Brother Shannon can cast out spirits. I'll give you my phone number as well at the end of this program. But we want to help people. We want to help people. The ministry is about helping others. Bringing all the harvest in. There's the, there, the Bible says that the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. We need as many laborers to come in. This is a great harvest coming up. This is uh, we've had some great moves of God before, and I love the history of revival. Brother A. Allen, one of my favorite is Jack Coe, one of man of fantastic faith. He did some things that was that some people would think is crazy, but Jesus also did those same things, like spitting on the ground and rolling into a ball and putting it in somebody's eye. See, Jack Coe had some unbelievable faith. We have a great moves of God that happen, but I believe it's going to be greater than anything that we've ever seen or can go back to history to see what God's about to do. We need the, the, labor, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. One of the things that we do need is we need deliverance. As when, as when we get deliverance, we get healings and deliverance usually coincides because some of the things are spiritual. And they need to be cast out. Where For a long time, I kept praying for things and somebody would get better. And then it would go back to the same thing, what it used, to, what it was before. And I'm like, Lord, what is it? What is it? Why am I not? We see a, we see a, a partial healing. And was, I couldn't figure out why we're seeing partial healings. I couldn't get the healing. What it is, that spirit left and it's flying around. It comes right back. And we didn't get the spirit. We should have cast the spirit out and not just the healing. And and when we cast out the spirit, I told the uh, I told the testimony of a lady that goes to our church about uh, about her stomach issue for two years. They thought she had cancer. They thought she had all kinds of different things. But what it was was a spirit. We went and had lunch this past Sunday. Her and her husband and me and my wife. And she was uh, I I said, "How's your stomach doing?" And it's been months and months now. She said, don't you see me eating, Brother Eric? I said, yes, I do. I said, that's testimony enough. See, the Lord wants to heal you. He wants to save you. 
He wants to cleanse you. Because we all we need to be is willing vessels. If we are a willing vessel for the Lord, there's so much that we can do for the Lord, Brother Shannon. Amen, Brother E.R. Folks, this is a right now word tonight. We're here with Evangelist E.R. Hotard. Brother, you hit it. Hit a home run for Jesus of truth here. You know, that scripture that you quoted at the very beginning where God is telling the children of Israel to go and clear out the land. You know, that's for us today. We're born into Amen. a fallen state, folks. We need to be born again. And many of us are carrying things that came down the bloodline. In my own particular family's case, my father's side, we were shackled with generational curses, sins of the fathers that we had inherited. And these same spirits that worked on them worked on me and my brother. And we fell into various sins. And these demons want to perpetuate these bloodline curses. They want to keep you and I demonized. We need Jesus. And then we need his children's bread. Deliverance. To get set free. And we've got to get free folks. Because if we don't. The demonic spirits that we retain, they work endlessly, tirelessly to kill, steal, and destroy. And if we don't drive them out, they're going to be pricks in our eyes and thorns in our flesh. Amen. It's not optional, folks. As Brother E.R. talked about forgiveness, it's not optional for forgiveness. Jesus said, if you do not forgive, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you. And deliverance is not optional. If you want to be all that you can be for the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother, I was raised in the church. My, uh, I was raised in the fear of God. I said yesterday on a program, we went to church every day. The doors were open. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If you're a hardcore, you were a prayer intercessor, you went on Friday nights. Now, I didn't go Friday, but I went three of the time. But the point I'm making is we were in the church. We heard the gospel preached. But there wasn't much mention on the subject of deliverance. In fact, I can't remember hardly any Amen. sermons on that. It seemed that growing up in the Church of God, that demons were just something people had over in Africa, or if you were in Haiti involved in voodoo. But the fact is, many of us had demonic spirits, had curses that need to be broken, demons that need to be cast out. And I looked back over time and looked up some of the people that I grew up with, some of them didn't turn out too well. One man, he turned out gay. And I'm like, how did that happen? He needed deliverance. He never got it. That's right. And what we don't cast out, folks, will remain, and those things will grow. And sooner or later, they're like ticking time bombs. They will surface and take you and I out if we don't cast them out That's in right. Jesus' name. And I, grew I up, want to give a test. I want to give a testimony real quick, brother Shannon. It. Yes, sir. So, two weeks ago, we went to a wedding of my niece, and if you go back seven years, she was a, a lesbian and cutting herself and suicidal. Wow. Seven years later, the Lord changed her life, and I went to the pastor. Her pastor. We went to Louisiana for this wedding. And I thanked him. I said, you are a man of God that really helped bring my niece in. 
He says, oh, brother, I'm just doing the Lord's work. I said, I, I know I know the Lord did a work in her, but you, you was a piece of what God used, and I appreciate you for your faithfulness to the Lord. And he, he had a conversation with her when she first started coming, and and she was actually going to church with her, her uh, lesbian uh, girlfriend. And um, he says, the Lord started working on her. And she said, she went to the pastor and said, I don't know what I should do, pastor, because you know I'm gay, but I feel like I need to give my life to the Lord. And I, he said something that was very profound and very, and, and, and very wise. Yes, I made my choice for the Lord. What are you going to do? And she said, you know what? I need to make my choice for the Lord. And years later, now she's teaching the youth. She just married the, the other youth leader. They're, they're working together. And to see them get married, to see where she came from, where God brought them from, this is a testimony for all of you out there with a child going through the same thing. Now she's winning all the, the ones that's all in, in her immediate family, all her brothers, her, uh, her sister. She's witnessed that her mother's back in church. Her grandparents just came back to church. She is doing a work for the Lord. It's the ones that you don't think that the Lord gets a hold of that's going to do the more work than the ones that's been in church all this time. And this is a testimony of what God did and God's, uh, God's miracle power. Absolutely. Folks, the last to be first or first to be last. There are people out there that you never thought were going to get saved. You thought, man, they've wasted their whole life going another direction. And uh, you're going to find out many of these come in to the kingdom of God, and God uses them mightily, and they go out there and win multitudes for Jesus. And when they come in, they're serious. They know what it's like to live on the other side. They went all in. And you pray for them, and God draws them into his kingdom through the Holy Spirit. Then they go all in for Jesus, fearless for Christ. You know, there's no shame in saying that you got a problem. Amen. I woke up one day, Brother Yarn, and realized I had a problem. I was battling mood swings, depression. You know, in the physical, things seemed to be going good. God had blessed me with a business. We were making a lot of money. All should have been good, but it wasn't. And come weekend, I would get depressed, mood swings, and I would throw myself back into work. Became a workaholic. Now we need to work, no question about that. But I was I was trying to medicate something that I didn't know exactly what it was. Need to be medicated. In fact, I thought, man, maybe I need psychotropic drugs. And I didn't want to take any drugs, so I looked into something like St. John's Ward. I was about ready to go order some of that, some herbal supplement. But I said, God, something's wrong with me. My brother was the same way. And I look back now, I look at the family history on my dad's side, there are some issues. Well, I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, you got to help me. One day I fell asleep on my couch. I wake up realize it's Saturday morning I hadn't made it back to the bed 
I had my King James Bible right there in the armrest. I just picked it up, sat up on the couch, just opened it up, and as soon as I cracked open the Bible, bam, the dream came back. And I heard the audible voice of God, E.R. I didn't see him, but I heard his voice, and he said, quote, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. And I was like, whoa, that really happened. That was a, wow. My brother calls me two days later. My brother Damon, he said, man, I got to tell you about a book. by a guy named Derek Prince. I knew who Derek Prince was, but I hadn't read his books. Heard a few of his audios at that time. I said, man, I got to tell you about my dream. So I think my brother told me first, he said, I got this book called The Blessing or the Curse You Choose, a book by Derek Prince about breaking generational curses. And I said, man, let me tell you about my dream. Well, we both had a problem, and God was speaking to us both. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. God was telling me I had a generational curse need to break, and I had my brother do a book on how to do it. I didn't know this at the time, but our half-brother living in Jacksonville, Florida, ER, was laying in his bed in his condo. He lived up in the Berkman, down there on the waterfront in Jacksonville. He was being tormented too. And the testimony I heard was that he was laying in his bed and a succubus demon came in and paralyzed him on his bed. He was awake, couldn't move. He managed to scream the name of Jesus multiple times and the thing let go of him, ran out of the the bedroom and slammed the door as it left. He was so traumatized, he was looking for help too. Had no idea at the time. And I think he had made made his way out to some deliverance workshop in the area, which is pretty amazing. Right. This is about 2005. My brother Damon suggests, hey, I've got this tape by Derek, and uh, he leads you through a renunciation prayer of, you know, generational sins, personal. Why don't we do it? So uh, there's about four of us, me and my brother, and then our two half-brothers got on the phone. I still have a recording of it. It's pretty amazing. And we just went through this prayer and believed in faith and confessed the sins of our ancestors and our own, asked God to forgive us, forgive them. We stood on Galatians 3.13, broke that family line curse in Jesus' name. People say, well, what was in your bloodline? Well, come to find out, my great-grandfather, my dad's side, who was a minister, by the way, too, fell into sin, committed adultery. It broke up his home, divorce. He gets reconciled with the church, but never went back to where he was. And he got involved in Freemasonry and became a master mason. And I've learned a lot about masonry over the years. In fact, we had a guy here from um, around Scotland area. He was a wonderful master of the lodge. That was his title. He ran a lodge. And he got the truth about what they worship at the top of the lodge. He told me it's a Hura Mazda, a.k.a. the Prince of Persia. Of course, Satan's even higher than that, but. He said, even at the lowest levels, you may not even realize what you've gotten yourself into, but you're bowing to the demons that are over the lodge, and you bring a curse. My great-grandfather became a master mason. He died as a mason. Two of his pallbearers enlisted as a mason. He went right into hell. In all likelihood, I don't think he repented. And he died prematurely. This generational curse he unleashed took him out at age 52 ER now that's not a blessing to go at 52 no my grandfather his son wanted no part of masonry but he had the curse it had been 
unleashed. God visits the iniquities of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those that hate him. I was just reading that again the other day, and I said, man, that was on my family line. Took my grandfather out at 58. Now, he was a pastor. Loved Jesus, but he died before his time. When I got this dream, one year later, my own father would die of cancer, age 57. Now, brother, when you look at ancestral lines and you see a pattern running of sickness in the family, like, you know, alcoholism, cancer, um, people involved in witchcraft, generally, generally, folks, you've got a trend here and you've got to f- break these generational curses. Just about everybody's That's probably right. got one. You know, there's some curses that go back 10 generations. The curse That's of the right. bastard, having children outside of marriage. I did that too, and I had to break that. By the way, if you just joined me, I'm live with Evangelist E.R. Hotard. If you want prayer, we're going to open up the phone lines here in a few minutes. Call in. Get in the queue now, in fact, if you want prayer. We'll get Brother E.R. to pray. Call in at 515-602-9734. I'm going to put that in the chat room. It's also on my website, omegamanradio.com, if you ever lose a number. Uh, We changed to a new number when we came back on Blog Talk Radio after a break. The number again, 515-602-9734. If you need prayer, you need deliverance, you're being tormented, harassed, and driven by demons, whatever you need tonight, call in. That's why we've opened up these programs again. To pray, 602-9734. Brother ER, I get this dream. I was not able to get a hold of my father and have the conversation that I needed to. I relayed it through my stepmother and Dad and I never broached this issue. He died a year later. Took him out before his time. And we were headed the same direction. But in the mercy of God, God heard our cry and told us what was the problem. But now we had to do something about it. We had to take action. It wasn't difficult to break that curse. It wasn't a long prayer we had to pray. But you got to take action. And unless someone does, that thing will keep rolling down the bloodline. These demons trying to get you and I to do the same things as our ancestors did. Brother, I had, I've got on one side of family, five generations of divorce. Now, that's not of God. No. Five generations of whoremongering, fornication, adultery. Also, the call of God on that side. And God is merciful, and he will forgive. But these curses are real, and they will take you and I out in a body bag prematurely. Had my brother and I not acted, we would have been next. Amen. I'll be that's, why you see, that's why you see the alcoholics. You'll watch the, the, the bloodline where the alcoholics will be so about uh, going to the bars and partying and leaving their kids, and then all of a sudden you'll see a f- home that's split and a child that resents their parents so much, but then as they get older, they'll start drinking and getting into the same things, and they do the exact same thing that despise them about their own parent. And they and they they don't want to, and it's like, why did I end up like this? It's a generational curse. That's what it is that needs to be broken. Now, why do I share this testimony? And I prefaced it by saying I've been in the church my whole life. I'm blessed. I wasn't born into a Hindu or Muslim family. We've got to pray for them. They've got a real hard time. 
and you and I are born into uh, maybe a Christian family, what is our excuse? We've already got a head start. Yet yeah, that, that wasn't going to get me to heaven. I had to find Jesus for myself. I had to repent of my sins, and I had some issues to deal with. I needed, like Brother E.R. read their verses in the morning, uh, or beginning of this show, I needed to take the land back and clear it of things that were occupying it that did not belong there but had gotten in through sin that went unchecked. Nobody had dealt with it. Nobody had stood in the gap and been the one to say, okay, it stops right here. We're going to break this curse and put an end to it. And, you know, uh, my mom's side, my grandfather was also a pastor. Granddad went home to be with Jesus at, at age 90. One went home at 57 or 58, the other one at 90. Who led the blessed life? The blessing and the curse, we've got to choose, folks. And so I had to choose. Do I go back to sleep or I do something about it? And we did something about it, and that was the start of my deliverance. And God has continued to uh, help me with things that I've encountered over the years, battled with fear for many years. God has set me free. And I want to say that uh, there is no shame to admit that you have a problem. I just admitted mine. I had one. And I'm like this. Lord, if there's anything in me that doesn't belong in there tonight, I want it out. If you take you and I take that attitude, you can't go wrong. The only shame for right. is not to get free when Jesus Christ paid for your deliverance on the cross. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, that didn't mean immediately everybody was automatically saved around the world or delivered or healed. Now, it's available at the cross, but we've got to appropriate it. All who call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. You've got to call the name of the Lord Jesus. We need to repent of our sins. We need to confess him as Lord and Savior. Invite him in, and he will come in. He and the Father stand at the door knocking. They're knocking on someone's door right now. You're here, and you don't even maybe know how you got here. Or maybe you have been tuning in for a while, and you haven't quite made the decision. Well, you need to decide today. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. No one knows if we're going to even be here tomorrow. No one is guaranteed tomorrow, but you've got right now. And so if you have not made that decision before we finish, Brother Yar is doing an altar call, and or you can call on the phone and make a public confession. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father which is in heaven. Everybody should do that. And you know, uh, salvation is a free gift, but you've got to take it. It's not automatic. Not everybody's saved. But you can't be tonight. Not everybody's delivered automatically at the cross of Jesus. I was saved. I loved Jesus. But there was something wrong. I needed deliverance. I had to appropriate it. In my name, they shall cast out devils. That devils need to be cast out of me. I needed to break the curse in the name of Jesus. I had Amen. to take action. I had to renounce the sin. Break the curse. Stand on the Thank word you of God. For- Go ahead. Thank you for saying that, Brother Shannon, to take action. how I've, I've been in the church all my life just like you have. And the biggest thing I've heard in the church, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. The Lord will do this whenever he's ready. No, it's we've got to take action. He did his part. It's time for us to do our part, to take the uh, and tell the devil he's got to go, tell the sickness he's got to go. And that's our job to take action. That's why the, the Bible says that the laborers are few. So many 
around not doing anything i love what you said there brother shannon to take action absolutely it's available at the cross of jesus but we have to make that decision we want it and go for it in my name they shall cast out devils they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover jesus didn't say he was going to do it for you he works through his servants the body of christ we pray one for the other that we may be healed we confess our sins one to another that we may be healed we lay hands on the sick that they recover we lay, cast out devils in the name of Jesus and it starts with you and I folks we need to clear the land of these enemies that have been occupying it the children of Israel just didn't move in and set up their homes and their fields they had to clear the land first or even giants in the land I was reading just last night the Lord said go up and take the land and I'll be with you they had to drive them out but because of doubt and unbelief and fear people disobeyed God they got in rebellion and God said you're not going to take the land now I'm going to send you around the block and people died in the desert never making it into the promised land folks are we going to take the land back or are we going to let these demons multiply and stay rooted in there and attack you and I and then go after our children too the decision is yours. Do you want to be free or not? No shame in saying you need help. The only shame is Jesus Christ made it possible at the cross, and you and I don't take action, and you keep your demons. I'm here to tell you, the longer you keep your demons, the greater likelihood that they're going to surface and take you out in a body bag. They kill, still, and destroy. So what's the point of keeping them? It's time to make a demon homeless tonight. Kick them out in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, go ahead and call in right now. We're standing by. Brother ER will pray with you. We'll come in agreement for whatever you need tonight. Jesus Christ, again, already paid for it. It's time to receive your deliverance, your healing. It's time to take the land back in Jesus' name. And then it's time to go and do likewise. I don't know what what, how How many times do we lose out on God because of fear of stepping out? The children Absolutely. of Israel, they seen, they, they, they heard, the land was filled with milk and honey, but it was fear. They had a, they had a two of them that said, we can, t- we can take them. We can, we can take the land. But it was fear and unbelief that made them go in the desert and just dwell in the desert. So many people are dwelling in, in, in a spiritual desert right now when God has called them for a certain purpose because of fear and unbelief. Fear is a spirit. The Bible says that God didn't give us the spirit of fear. That is a spirit that needs to be cast out, brother. Brother, into my adulthood, I didn't like to sleep in the dark by myself. Thankfully, I got married at about 19. Had my woman. But I was afraid of the dark. Now, it is something that had gripped me since a child. And it didn't help that probably I watched movies like Poltergeist. By the way, there's a lot of horror movies out there. Folks, we have no... Uh, we have no reason to go and be entertaining, entertaining those evil spirits. What you open the door to will come in. And I I watched some sh- my share of movies, but it wasn't even that much. It was just something. There was a fear that had gripped me. I knew that demons were real. But the sad part, Brother E.R., we had never been taught about our authority in Jesus Christ to bind and Amen. lose. 
In my name you shall cast out devils. They give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall anywise harm you. I didn't have these scriptures. I didn't have the teaching. I had not seen people set free. And I didn't know how to fight back. And so I believed, but I didn't know that I had authority to do something about it. When I came to the knowledge of deliverance, it changed everything. I realized we got power and authority over these to cast these demons out. They're the ones that Amen. need to, that will be afraid of the you and I who know who you are in Jesus Christ and actually fight back. I realize there's nothing left to be afraid of. Greater is Jesus that is in me than he that is in the world. I had a spirit of fear of the end times. That's a whole other testimony I won't share right now. God had to set me free. And I will tell you something. God helped me even about two weeks ago. Because being a watchman, which is one of the hats I wear, uh, I stay abreast of the news out there. And we've all been traumatized through what has been going on the past couple years. And, you know, if you study the World Economic Forum and you know their agenda, you own nothing and you'll be happy. The Great Reset, this is diabolical what's going on. But we can't even allow that to grip us in fear, and it does, many of us. And the Lord brought me to a verse the other day, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, The fear of man bringeth the snare. But whoso putteth Amen. his trust in the Lord, Yehovah, shall be safe. Folks, we don't need to fear. God hasn't given you and I a spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. Now, are we going to believe God at his word or not? That's right. If you put your trust in God, he, you shall be safe. Yes, you will. We don't have to fear. In fact, God says, don't fear man who can kill your body, but fear him who not only can kill your body, but paraphrase, can put you in the lake of fire. Second death. I realized this is true. The fear of man, bring it the snare. It's like the snare that you know a hunter will use to trap a rabbit. Get your foot caught in it. Grabs you and you're caught. You're stuck. It will capture you. You'll be stuck. We don't have to be. We can break free in the name of Jesus. Solomon said, uh, fear and obey the Lord. Uh, the, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the verse I was looking for. Yes, it is. Those who fear and obey the Lord, even the angel of the Lord would camp about them to deliver them. We don't have to be afraid of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. It's diabolical what they're doing. But nothing can touch you unless God allows it if you're living for Christ in holiness and repenting of sin. Amen. God can put you anywhere and protect you. What about Psalm 91? We're so fond of quoting it, but when push comes to shove, will we believe it? Absolutely we need to. Or what are we doing? God's not a man he shouldn't lie. He watches over his word to perform it. So are we going to believe God or are we going to believe man? Are we going to walk by faith or walk by sight? They were walking by sight over at that time when God said, take the land. And they said, these giants are too big for us. And because of their doubt and unbelief and rebellion, they did not inherit the land. And God sent them around the block and they died in the desert. All of them, except two and those that were younger that hadn't reached that age of accountability yet. They inherited the land. The rest died. Are you and I going to die in the desert? Or are we going to inherit the promises of God? If we so, we've got to get cleaned up. 
suited up in the armor of God and then go out and set some captives free. Every one of us have people in our family probably that need deliverance tonight. And um, we're going to, again, go to the phone lines. I'm going to check them right now. Okay, it's wide open. Call in 515-602-9734. Powerful message you brought tonight, Brother E.R. Amen. My friend, um, give out your contact information for you and your ministry. If people tuning in want to reach you or they'd like to support your work, how do they do that? For one, I'm on Facebook. It's Evangelist E.R. Hotard. Uh, YouTube, it's E.R. Hotard Ministries. My email is erhotardministries at gmail.com. And what's good is this is recorded, so you can rewind it if you need to hear it. But my phone number is 346-481-4449. And this is my ministry phone, so uh, if it's easier to text me than anything because I always have a record of what you, what what's going on. And please send me a text. If you need prayer, send me a text. If you're dealing with something, text me, 346-481-4449, because there's so many out there. If you don't have somebody around you to pray for you, send me a text. I don't care what hour of the night it is or wherever you're at in the world, you can text me, and uh, I'll pray for you. As soon as I see it, I'm going to be on my knees praying for you. We need to be praying for one for another. That's our job, to pray for each other. And that's how we're going to bind together and stand against the wiles of the enemy. Amen. We're going to go to a short break. Come back in a few minutes. Call in if you need prayer. Once again, that number is 515-602-9734. Yeah. We ain't playing religious games. We are casting out devils in Jesus' name. We are here representing God's Son who came and died for everyone. All you gotta do is call on His name, and He and the Father will come in. And you won't ever be the same. Yeah, boy, I'm talking about Omega Man Radio. It's real live, deliverance radio. Call all your friends and join in the fun. There is something here for everyone. We bind and loose, yeah, that's our mission. We follow Mark 16 and obey Jesus' great commission. Because the harvest filled the white and the workers are few. Time is running out and Jesus got a job for you. To set the captives free. Amen, everybody. Welcome back. And if you need prayer, go ahead and call in. 515-602-9734. Seems to be a little bit quiet out there on the switchboard. But we're going to sit tight a few minutes, and I'll keep an eye on it. And, um, again, want to get the word out that we're back, as of about a week ago, doing these evening programs. We took a long break from our evening shows. We're back. We're also going to be on tomorrow night, same time. 8 p.m. Eastern, bring the word and open up some phone lines. Uh, Brother E.R., powerful word tonight. And uh, do you have a title you want to put on your message for the archive tonight? I I really don't usually do titles, uh, but if anything, uh, drive out the inhabitants of the land. I love it. That's a perfect title. Um, I'm looking back at my email, and... um, few days ago, one of the listeners to the program wrote me. May I read this to you? He's got a prayer request. He says, Hello, Shannon. This is Brother Sadali. I need to send out prayer requests to every deliverance pastor you know. He said, I'm currently in the hospital with my fourth child. His name is Ezekiel. 
He's my youngest. He's 10 months old. I have two other boys, Gabriel, who's six, and Uriel, who's five. I also have a daughter, Lori Lee, who's turning three here in a few days. Ezekiel is recovering from a massive seizure that they couldn't stop for over an hour. He's stable now, but will be on three different medications to control his seizures. He was diagnosed with the same type of epilepsy my other two boys have. It's totally skipped my daughter, and it's only targeting my boys. My other two sons are on medicine as well, but they're only on one medication. My two other older boys were also diagnosed with autism. They've undergone genetic testing to see if it was something known that was causing it, but what you know, it came back for them having the same exact unknown gene. We've tried coming against these spirits multiple times, my wife and I, standing in faith that they're healed in Jesus' name. But after this last attack and diagnosis with a 10-month-old Ezekiel, it's clear we need some help. We've broken all bloodline curses. We've broken witchcraft. We bound the demonic attacks and confessed any known transgression that could be an open door for this. Brother, we need help. Also, uh, he mentions that he had um, reached out to a few others. He said, I'm calling in for reinforcements. Now, I got the message, and then I got an update from him earlier today. I wanted, I told him we would pray this week, but I wanted to know how Ezekiel was doing. And he said, well, he's doing much better now. We came home from the hospital Monday night after three days. He was having small, frequent seizures after the big one. He had a dozen different type of seizure meds in the system that's basically made him a zombie with zero coordination. He's since come just about fully back to normal, able to crawl and stand again. Praise God for you and our brothers and sisters much-needed prayers. That's one part of the battle that's complete, but the next one is healing these boys of this epilepsy that manifest when they have fevers. They call it complex fibro epilepsy. Getting them off of this awful medicine and breaking this autism that has him, Gabriel and Uriel, he closed by saying, Ezekiel is too young to tell if he has any form of autism and we're standing in faith that he doesn't. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on that if you have anything the Holy Spirit's given you for him, but also to, uh, to pray for them. His name, again, the little boy, 10 months old, is uh, Ezekiel, and his brothers are Gabriel and Uriel. What's your thoughts on that, brother? Generational curse, that's what I feel. Me too. Generational curse, a lot of these sicknesses, they come down the, down the bloodline, and sometimes it may skip a generation, but it does go to, uh, to the next one. These are generational curses that need to be broken. Um, usually when, when I hear something like this, I like to give a story first and the reason why I want to build faith. And, um, because when you're in that situation, you're in there with your, with your child, sometimes your faith can start dwindling a little bit and you're praying and praying, not seeing nothing happen. But I want to tell you, uh, my daughter had, uh, had gotten really sick and she was only about 10 years old at the time. I didn't uh, know what happened, and we kept bringing her to doctors. I'm praying for her, and I don't see anything happening. And it was, uh, it was just when you see your own child like that sick, it's just it, it takes everything out of you. It really does. And I'm calling everybody I know to pray. And finally, I, I'm sitting there car- almost carrying her in. She's losing more and more uh, she's just losing fluid after fluid. She can't stop throwing up. 
And um, she lost all weakness to the point where I'm carrying her into the doctor. And I said, enough is enough. I said, we are getting deliverance over it right now. And I prayed for her again. And I prayed for her with every bit of faith and everything I had in me because that's my child. And I love her with all my heart. And I prayed with everything in me. She said, Dad, I felt the warmness from my head went all the way down to my feet. And within five minutes, she was at the table eating with us because it was supper, happened to be supper time at the moment. And the reason I tell you that is that because I want to build the faith. And I believe you said his name was uh, Sadly. Yes. I wrote it down. His name's Sadly. And his son is Ezekiel. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I rebuke every spirit right now that comes against that family in the bloodline this is a gene that it goes from one to another in the name of jesus i break the bonds and i break the assignment of this gene to cause problems in this family in the name of jesus i speak healing from this day forward none of their children shall have uh, shall have uh, seizures in the name of jesus and this i rebuke the spirit of complex uh uh, fibril, uh epilepsy in the name of Jesus. I bind it and I break it right now in the name of Jesus off of this family. They have renounced everything. They did everything they, they had to do. Devil, you have no legal right to this family anymore in the name of Jesus. I command it go right now in Jesus' name. Let healing be on that family and they shall never deal with this ever again. And like Jesus said on the cross, it is finished in jesus mighty name i touch and agree yes sir thank you jesus folks the enemy can have legal rights to get in there are legal rights in my own family we had to take those legal rights away by repenting of sin somebody should have done it a long time earlier but they didn't and it fell on me and my brother it may have fallen on you tonight tuning in to deal with something that's been going on way too long. And it wasn't difficult what we had to do. We just said, Lord, we don't even know all that we're dealing with, but we confess any sins that our ancestors have committed or ourselves. Major categories are typically uh, involvement in contact with the occult, witchcraft, idolatry, sexual sin. could be drugs and alcohol, bitterness and unforgiveness. Lord, forgive my ancestors, forgive me for any and every door we've opened up on both sides of the family, back as far as necessary. We admit that it was wrong. We confess that we have sinned against you. And we renounce those sins. Forgive us. In Jesus Christ's name, we close the door to these demons. And we break that curse in Jesus Christ's name. Jesus Christ became a curse on the tree. We stand on the word Galatians 3.13. We lift this curse in the mighty name of Jesus. And we command every demon that came in to get out and go now in Jesus Christ's name. It's not a complicated prayer. It didn't take us more than five minutes, Brother York. Amen. We'll take people long out there if they mean business. And that will put you on the road to deliverance. And you can be free. But someone has got to stand in the gap and got to confess the sins the Lord knows what they are but we've got to admit to them and admit we did wrong and ask the Lord to forgive us and mean business 
and we can we can kill that curse right there because there is a poison surging through our bloodline and that's the antidote the blood of Jesus Christ you apply that stop that thing dead in its tracks once and for all praise the Lord folks if you need prayer tonight go ahead and call in once again we got wide open lines this is your opportunity tonight don't hesitate the door of opportunity to get into a phone line may not always exist why keep your demons another day well you can be free tonight now brother ER there may be someone out there that's tuning in doesn't has not made that decision for the Lord Jesus Christ and or they did but they've fallen away and they know they're, they're on shaky ground with the Lord if they were to be called home tonight and they need to make it right what can a person do to be saved we need to turn and uh, we need to turn to Jesus and understand what he did for us on the cross when he went to the cross he he he, he, he was cut and he bled and that that blood is our sacrifice for our sins and that blood it's that the bible says the blood covers a multitude of sins it washes our sins away and we need to believe in Jesus Christ as our savior and this is not a this is not a a, just a one-time deal we need to constantly uh, we, we've got to crucify the flesh daily when I go to prayer I always say Lord if there's anything in my heart Lord that's not of you Lord please forgive me if I said anything that's not of you please forgive me and we should be doing this on a day-to-day basis because there's some things that we may say we may do that we don't mean to uh, to come against God but we, uh, we but we do and so we should always before we go to prayer say Lord, if there's anything in my heart, Lord, please take it away. Please, uh, please cleanse me every day. We need to be cleansed by the blood of the Lord, uh, by the blood of the Lamb. At one time, I fell away from the Lord, and uh, you know what? I knew the truth. We ra- I ran from the calling of God. There's many of you out there right now that running from the calling of God. That's God's tra- calling you to come back home. It's time. It's time to come back home. It's time to come back where you belong. They'll come back into the fold. That world is not for you. That world is you. You've been trying to be in the world, trying to be in the world, but you do not fit because you was called to be in the ministry. You was called to be a warrior for Christ. But come back to the Lord. Look to Him as your Savior, and He will cleanse you and He will set you free. If you don't know the Lord tonight, we we ask you to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's as easy as saying, Lord, I ask you right now to wash me clean, clean with your blood, to cleanse me of all my sins. See, the Bible says that he, uh, he will throw our sins in the sea of uh, forgetfulness. He will remember them as far as, uh, and it will be as far as the east is from the west. He'll remember them no more. The Bible also says that you become a new creature. You are born again. You, how many times in life do you get a fresh start saying, I wish I could start over? Jesus is your start over. But whenever you you put your trust in him, but put all your trust in him, put everything in him, get a Bible. That is the sword. That is the sword of the spirit. I'm going to tell you any problem that you have, you'll find the answer right there in that Bible. And if you do that, you put your trust in him. 
He is just to forgive us of our sins, to wash us clean. And he will be our God and we shall be his people. Amen, folks. I praise God for his word. His word will stand with earth on fire. You can put your confidence in God tonight. When he speaks, you can take it to the bank. I'm going to believe the word of God. I don't want to be double-minded anymore. If God says it, I believe it. And we need to obey it. I want to thank you, Brother ER, for calling in tonight. We never know if or who will call in. But we're like Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Every night, Monday through Friday, I'm going to begin to open up these same phone lines. And I hope the word will spread and you will get people to call in. If they need prayer, we're here for you. We can only do our part. There's 7 billion people on the globe. Each of us can only do our part. That's all God expects, though. And God needs you and his end-time army tuning in out there. We hope you'll join us. Brother E.R., God richly bless you. Do you want to close us in prayer tonight? Yes, sir. Lord, we thank you for this, for the message tonight. Lord, it's not my words, but it's your words, Lord. I only speak the word of you, Lord God. We ask for you to go forth. This is a, this is a recording. It'll stand the test of many years, Lord. People may go back to this message years later, Lord, but your anointing never fades, Lord. For what's, what was spoken, Lord, the word, what your message was for tonight, somebody will hear it. It will touch somebody. I believe it tonight. We thank you for Brother Shannon and his program for opening up uh, to be and reaching as many as he does, Lord. We ask you to expand his ministry in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I received that. My brother, God richly bless you. And uh, I want you to look at your schedule. Get me another date this month. I'm wide open. So you find an 8 p.m. that works for you and text me and let's get you back on to preach. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Love and appreciate you, my friend. Have a great evening over there. God bless bless you. you. Thank you, sir. Folks, that was Evangelist E.R. Hotard. And spread the word far and wide. We're back 8 p.m. Eastern. And my evening programs, I want to concentrate on bringing the word followed by the demon hotline. So it's really about opening up these phone lines after the message is brought so we can uh, pray for you out there that would like prayer and haven't had an opportunity in a long time here on this show. We've been doing these marathon programs, not building in any time really to pray. It's kind of hard to do when you got people scheduled only for an hour back to back, but that's why we're doing what we're doing now. So we still have our shows in the daytime. We did them this morning. I've got to get them uploaded for you here in a few hours. I went to bed immediately after the last show, so I get some sleep in time to get back up and do this again. But we go from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And then we're back at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that is our new schedule, Monday through Friday. We're live if you want to catch us. And if you can't, get the show in the archive. There's really only one website you need to remember as it relates to our program. Uh, Our main website is omegamanradio.com. If you can make it there, you can find anything that you're looking for, how to tune in, how to get the shows in the archives. They're all free how to support the ministry if you'd like to do that, and uh, any other links that are related to Omega Man Radio. We have uh, new platforms we're on. We've got a new phone number. Uh, I nuked the old and brought in 
some new platforms which uh, will, will keep our show healthy, like Podbean. We did come back up with Blog Talk after a few months down, but I had to do some maintenance on that site before I could do it again. Um, they were very slow to respond, so uh, we deactivated the old channel and brought it back again. It's got a new number now. Anything else I need to mention? Oh, yeah. Just this week, I have uploaded all the 13 shows we did at Henry Groover, the Prayer Walker series, and I've uploaded 14 never-before-released uh, audios with Henry Groover that he captured on a little cassette recorder I sent him on the road with and um, never went through and processed those until like yesterday found 14 audios it's awesome I put them up on the uh, website Podbean they have an app so that's really a great way to get the shows but there's 12 other ways you can get them too just go to omegaman.podbean.com look at the top you'll see little icons there for places you may recognize like Google Amazon, Spotify iTunes etc many ways to get the shows and that's pretty much it if you want to again support this program we are enlisted supported we do appreciate your help it allows us to put some more gasoline in the engine and keep this bird flying another day and uh, I'm very thankful for those of you who have come forward to help us every bit helps so praise God for those that have let me pray Father God in Jesus name we thank you for this day this is the day that you have made we shall rejoice and be glad in it I thank you for the message that was brought today bless brother ER and his family bless all those that came out to speak or to listen guide and direct all of our steps surround us all with your warrior angels Father God we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every one of us tonight in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray Amen. Friends, thank you again for tuning in. I'm going to get out of here and uh, start uploading the shows from today. Get us caught up. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow, God willing, at the same time, 9 a.m. Eastern. Check it out. And if you can't get us live, as I mentioned before, uh, no worries. You can always find us in the archives.